Welcome to another episode of Connections. I'm Colleen Hood. Mike Tom is away. Uh, really interesting conversation today, one that might be eye-opening and surprising. We'll speak with the executive director of an organization that walks alongside the persecuted church. The conversation might be surprising because of how prevalent persecution of Christians is. Today, we'll hear what the reality is for literally millions of Christians around the globe and what we can do for those who are facing persecution. That conversation is on the way next on Connections. Today's guest is somebody that's walked alongside the persecuted church around the globe. Gary Stagg is the executive director of Open Doors Canada. Gary, can you tell us a little bit about your organization? Open Doors Canada is part of Open Doors International, which is a ministry that um, focuses on the needs of the persecuted church worldwide. We work in over 60 countries around the world and uh, have development bases in uh, 25 countries. And recently, Open Doors Canada and I guess Open Doors uh, across the country um, released the World Watch List. Um, tell us what the World Watch List and, and what, it, what, what it is and what it shows us. The World Watch List. Uh, is something that we've been doing for 25 years. It's a ranking of um, the top 50 countries in the world uh, where it's most dangerous to live as a Christian. And uh, why does Open Doors produce the World Watch list annually? We, we do it as a, as a way of monitoring uh, Christian persecution in, in the world because we know that Christian persecution is on the rise. Christians um, still are the most persecuted uh, group of people in the world, and so very important that we monitor the situation to see uh, see what's happening and so that we can respond more effectively as well. And how, with the World Watch List, how is this produced and how do you figure out which, which countries are, are being affected the most? Well, it's... Um, there's a whole methodology uh, that's uh, a part of this. and In fact, there's a 64-page document that uh, I could take you through, but we don't have time mm-hmm. today to do that, of course. But uh, on our website, if you wanted to go on the website and look up uh, the uh, under the World Watch list, under the methodology, it would give you, um, you know, the whole methodology of how it, uh, how the numbers are arrived at and how they appear in the ranking. Um, it's uh, based on a number of uh, drivers of persecution, different things for different countries, and so um, it's quite detailed, probably too detailed for me to get into today on the radio. When it comes to persecution, how are we finding out about the persecuted church, uh, and how are we getting the word out? Because obviously these people are in situations where they're not allowed to share, so how are we hearing about the persecuted church? There are some places in the world where we, um, where it's almost expected that Christians are going to be um, persecuted because of the, because of the political climate, because of different uh, religious nationalism that's ta- you know that's taken hold in the country, and so we we fully expect it in those places. Whereas there's other places where um, it comes as a surprise to us. Uh, an example of that would be like Burkina Faso this past year. Um, that country had a record of uh, religious tolerance for many, many years, but within the last year, uh, we've seen um, we've seen a real increase. In fact, it's just come out of nowhere where Christians are being persecuted terribly there, and uh, 
that re- that's uh, as a result because we have um, we have field offices all over the world, and this information is usually um, found by our field workers. So, what are some of the the top findings for this year's watch uh, world watch list? Um, well, the uh, the top findings I would say is that well, one thing is just the staggering increase. Uh, there are now 260 million Christians that suffer high levels of persecution. That's one in eight globally. It's hard for us to understand that living in our country, but 260 million um, people or Christians uh, suffer high levels of persecution. Uh, we know that every day an average of eight Christians were killed for their faith last year, and 23 Christians were raped or sexually harassed for faith-related reasons. We know that every day, an average of 182 churches or Christian buildings were attacked and 276 Christian homes burned or destroyed. And we know that every month, an average of 309 Christians were unjustly imprisoned for their faith. Uh, North Korea remains as number one. It's been there, actually, since 2002. So a long time, North Korea has been the most dangerous place to live as a Christian. And so uh, those would be the kind of the key things. And then there are certainly um, the alerts that have come our way. For instance, I just mentioned the one about Burkina Faso, and uh, there are other things about gender persecution and uh, Christianity disappearing in the land of the Bible, uh, the rise of, uh, uh, of surveillance state, which is basically persecution going digital, Everything is going digital. Well, persecution is going digital as well with facial recognition and all of these uh, things that can be a blessing so often to us, but uh, in some cases can be used for um, sinister. What would you say is the most shocking find? Um, I think that's the most shocking find. Probably I would go back to Burkina Faso because that uh, came as such a such as a, such, as such a surprise because it had uh, been long known for its religious tolerance and and uh, just lately it's been it's climbing higher on the on the world watch list and Christians um, there say that they really are in a fight for survival uh, Protestant pastors and their families have been killed or kidnapped by violent Islamic militants and dozens of Catholic priests have been killed uh, villagers, if they're wearing a Christian symbol like a cross or anything that would identify them as a Christian, they will be singled out and killed on the spot. Um, jihadists have gone in and replaced uh, schools with what uh, they call Arab schools now, and churches and shops and health centers, all of these things that were traditionally uh, Christian um, are being systematically burned down. And... Uh, I can give you a story of back in April this past year, um, militants on motorcycles arrived at a church service in, in one of the villages. They, they confiscated all of the uh, phones, the cell phones, the identification cards of the people, collected up all of the Bibles and burnt them before taking the pastor and six others outside to shoot them. And we know that only one person survived that attack. In, in the north part of that country, more than 200 churches have closed, Thousands of church members have, have been moved into camps or uh, they've taken refuge with friends or in other regions of the country. 
uh, it really is a, a an area of concern. And I would say, for me at least, that would that that's one of the one of the shockers. Why is it so important then to continue to measure um, the levels of persecution persecution or religious intolerance around the world? Well, it's important so that we can pray more effectively for them, but also so that we can speak up for them. Um, it's good to have statistics. We um, around the world, Open Doors um, is advocating for them in front of parliaments. Uh, Open Doors Canada will be going to Ottawa and having a presentation to our MPs on March 11th. We're encouraging all of our all anybody to to invite their MP. They can do that again through our website, opendoorsca.org. They can go in. We have cards, uh, invitation cards that can be sent free of charge to MPs. Um, we, we're going to basically present these findings. So it's important to to have this information, to have the research. And and this is uh, solid research. It's respected around the world. And uh, the the World Watch List is the only list of its kind in, in the whole world. And so it's important for us to it's important for us to back up what we're saying about persecution. And, and we have the, the stats. We have the numbers. And speaking of stats, going back earlier, you were talking about the increase uh, in the amount of people being persecuted and, and just the increase around about people being killed. What do the increases in difficulty indicate? Well, they indicate that uh, persecution is not going away, that uh, it's, uh, it really is an issue of our times. And uh, I think that it's also um, an indication of where society is going generally. You know, if people do not have the, the, the freedom to choose their religion, uh, to choose how they think about these things, uh, other things obviously are affected as well in their lives. And so persecution is real. It's uh, not going away. And... Um, as the stats show, it's it's getting worse and worse. What do you think that most people don't realize about persecution and the persecuted church? I think that the thing that most people don't... I, I think when people think of persecution, they automatically, their minds automatically go to violence against Christians. They think of the killings, the martyrdoms, all of those things. But um, but the, 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 the majority of them... Uh, don't necessarily experience violence. What they experience is a constant pressure on their lives every day where they can't openly express their faith. Um, They're denied um, opportunities for education for their children. They're denied proper jobs. They're just um, um, put down in in their societies, in their communities, and they live under this constant pressure that they're second-class citizens. In some countries, they're relegated to cleaning the streets because simply because they are Christians. What can we here in Canada, uh, as brothers and sisters up here in Canada, what can we do to to help the persecuted church? Well, if you know, if you ask them, which we always do, we we're an organization that's not come in and say move over. We we know what you need, and we're going to take care of everything. We go to them and we say, what is it that you need from us? And then we respond to what they're asking us to do. One of the, 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 well, the number one thing that they say to us always 
is when we say, what can we do for you? The number one thing that we'll always say is pray. Please pray for us. We want you to pray for us. And the reality is that the World Watch list seems like it's such a sad list. You know, we talk about this as you and I are talking right now. It seems um, it seems all so negative. And I, I guess on one level it is. But I'd like to point out as well that, um, that, you know, this list is an indication also of where God is really working in our world today. And uh, it really speaks about these wonderful Christians who have said that we have decided to follow Jesus no matter what. We will not recant. We will not back down. We will be the salt and light of Jesus in these most darkest places of the world, and we will not back down. And um, they deserve our prayers, and they deserve all of the support that we can give them. How does Open Doors Canada work alongside those in the persecuted church? Open Doors comes alongside of them with all of the resources that they need, uh, anything from uh, training, counseling, legal um, uh, uh, legal help, um, even down to the practical needs of everyday life. And uh, we provide sometimes microloans for some of these people that are, are just not able to get a job, and we can help set them up in a, in a small business. And so um, I would say, first of all, pray, and then pray about what you can do to help support and resource these Christians who, in my mind, are some of the greatest missionaries in the world because they are in places where we can't necessarily go, but yet they shine the, the brightest for, for Christ in the darkness. The um, one thing that people often don't know, and we hear a lot about Iran right now, of course, with the plane that was shot down. Um, we're, our, that's on our hearts as Canadians because of what's happened to so many Canadian citizens. Um, what we don't hear, though, is that Iran has the largest or the fastest-growing evangelical church in the world today, and missiologists uh, will um, will all agree with that. That Iran has the fastest-growing evangelical church today. And why do you believe that is? Well, it, it, it's hard to say, but I believe that it's because of. Um, the seeds that have been planted over the years, there have been some very courageous people um, who have um, who have stuck it out there and who have. I, I think of the there's there's two girls who were put in prison, two young girls, and they would basically pack their backpacks with uh, with New Testaments and they would go out in in, in the darkness and and basically pray and say, God, help us to know where to put these. New Testaments, and they would drop them into people's mailboxes and uh, approach people even on the street, and they, they, they gave away thousands upon thousands upon thousands of New Testaments. Open Doors has sent um, those New Testaments plus other Bibles and uh, so, much, so many resources into Iran uh, in, in the past that we believe now we're seeing the, we're seeing the fruit of all of that. For people who want to learn more about what we've been discussing today or want to hear more of the stories, how can they go about doing that? There's, there's, there's so many stories. Again, um, you know, I would direct people to 
our website at opendoorsca.org, and uh, they can go into every, all of the countries on the World Watch list and uh, see the profiles, but also uh, hear the testimonies because there's videos on there, uh, testimonies of, of people um, who God is using in tremendous ways. Uh, there's just so many different testimonies of um, of how God is working, how He is moving, and uh, I often say that uh, you know our our persecuted brothers and sisters around the world, they 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 surely need us, but uh, dare I say that we need them, <laughs> you know, because they're the ones that really teach us today what it is to to live that life of pure faith and to um, take up the cross daily and follow Jesus and see how God moves in miraculous ways when we do that. Such an eye-opening conversation. Thanks so much for joining us today. Remember, if you want to listen to the full conversation, you can always do that by visiting your radio station's website. We'll talk to you again on Connections.